your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Happy Thursday to everyone. This is Lockdown Blue Jackets. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Foster, and unfortunately, again, we must talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning today uh, because we are playing them tonight, and I'm sure it's everything is going to go just great. Uh, I've also got a mailbag segment for you guys tucked in at the end, but let's start off with the Tampa Bay Lightning was supposed to be much less terrifying this season, uh, if only because Nikita Kucherov is out all season. Uh, we talked a little bit about that on the preview uh, episode we did. Um, he's out all season with uh, hip surgery, I believe. Uh, unfortunately, that only leaves, like, five top ten players in the NHL for us to kind of contend with. Or, no, I'm, I'm exaggerating, because that's what I do. But even without Kucherov, we still have to put up with Braden Point. We still have to put up with Steven Stamkos. We still have to deal with Victor Hedman. We still have to deal with Andrei Vasilevsky, who I maintain is not as good as people say he is, uh because wins are not a goalie stat, they are a team stat, and I'm going to go to my grave saying that. Um, but Tampa Bay are doing pretty pretty well at the minute. They, I believe, are undefeated as the t- as of the time of recording this. Uh, I think they might actually be actively playing at the time of recording this. No, they are not. Um, they are currently... 2-0, uh, so they've only played two games, and both of them were against Chicago, so it's not a great sample size in terms of, like, this is what this team is, uh, but when you look at kind of the performances that the Blue Jackets have put in thus far against the season, it does not fill me with a lot of confidence that we can hold our own against Tampa. That being said, the Blue Jackets do tend to play to the level of their opponent. We've talked about this a lot before, um, which I think is why they didn't really show up against uh, Detroit on Monday uh, Monday afternoon, right up until, like, 10 minutes before the end, when they were like, oh, actually, we should probably, we should probably win this, because that's what the Blue Jackets do. They kind of turn up halfway through a game that they should win, and then sometimes... They play a really good game and lose anyway, uh, like Tuesday's game against the Red Wings. Or, well, no, both of the games against Nashville were quite bad, except for, like, three guys. Um, so I'd like to think that they would turn up uh, tonight and, like, actually try, but there's there's just no way of knowing. Um, in terms of, like, missing players, I believe... Tampa Bay has, obviously, you know, with the exception of Nikita Kucherov, I believe that Tampa Bay has got Blake Coleman back from the COVID list. However, that might all change by puck drop tonight, uh, because four of the 
uh, Washington Capitals have just been put on the COVID list for uh, apparently just kind of hanging out without masks on because they can like breathe into each other's mouths on the ice because COVID doesn't exist there, I guess. But if they hang out outside together, they have to wear masks. Otherwise, the team gets fined a hundred grand, which it's fine. Like I, I ranted enough yesterday about the stupid COVID protocols that the NHL has put into place. Um, but my point is, uh, Tampa Bay might be missing a guy or two uh, next next game, or we might be. You never know. Um, I know that the Carolina Hurricanes are obviously in. Um, their their game their series is suspended at the minute, and they played the Wings before us, so we'll kind of see we'll kind of see where that goes. It'll be interesting to see if the Wings manage to keep most of their players out of protocol, or if you know something is it's basically just going to go around like wildfire. Um, but beyond the you know the obvious problems with covid protocols and things like that i would expect uh a stronger showing maybe not at first but again the blue jackets historically are not good in the first period uh not in the second period the third period is kind of where they really shine and they have done for a few years now um and i do think it's part of tortorella's kind of the legs feed the wolf gentleman mentality that he seems to have um you know, we tend to we tend to outskate guys as opposed to do anything else. Uh, certainly not outscore them, but that's that's beside the point. Um, well, it's not beside the point. It's incredibly relevant because Tampa Bay scores a ton of goals and we do not. So what we need is out of this world goaltending, uh, which in fairness we have got from at least Corpusalo. Uh, Muslikins has been good, but he has been failed by his defense and so his stats are not where they should be i don't think um you know he was really good on tuesday night and then that stupid overtime bounce happened uh but you know it it is what it is uh i do think that we will struggle to score more than three goals all season um, which is a problem because Tampa Bay, like I said, likes to score. I think they had an average of like 4.7 goals per game last season, which is just mental. Um, and so it's it's definitely going to be, okay, we have to pay attention to defense here because we're not going to, we're probably not going to score more than them. So we have to stop them from scoring more than us, which is, it feels a little bit kind of paradoxical, but you know, hockey is, hockey is nonsense sometimes. Uh, coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what line combinations might work. Uh, if you think that this podcast might have kind of helped you out in terms of, oh, I should put some money on Tampa Bay because they're the favorite, or if you feel like taking a risk and betting on the Blue Jacket because, you know, the return is greater, then I've got the place for you. Uh, Bet Online is the only place that has you covered, and it's the only place that we trust. Uh, if you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, use promo code locked on all one word, for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, that means if you put in $100, they will give you $50. If you put $200 in, they will give you $100. It's easy as that. Uh, so, you know, you can you can make a little bit of money. Maybe you can make a lot of money. 
Uh, don't sit on the bench anymore and get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On or one word to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want some more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. I would be surprised if we went with the same lines tonight uh, as we have done for the past few games because clearly they're not working. Uh, and as we all know, if they're not working, then Tortorella is going to change them up because he can't possibly leave things alone long enough to kind of settle. Um, I always feel like Tortorella is almost the kind of guy that like will stir up a bunch of dirt from the bottom of the river and then complain about the river being cloudy without waiting for it to settle. Uh, which is an extremely stupid metaphor, but but I stand by it. Um, for whatever reason, he's been moving guys up and down the lineup all season. Uh, it's probably going to continue well into February, into March, however long it goes before we get shut down again because of COVID. Um, he did it all last season. Like He's kind of famous for it at this point. If a guy makes the wrong move or takes a stupid penalty, then he gets benched. And, you know, the lines need reshuffling. If someone doesn't score, like someone that he expects to be scoring doesn't score, then they get demoted. Uh, Because giving a guy that's not scoring less ice time will definitely increase his offense. That's, that's how, that's how sports work, right? Um, I was, I was thinking about this last night about Tortorella in terms of at what point do we accept that he's not working out anymore um which i don't necessarily think that he is he is or isn't working out uh but i don't know if this team as it is right now is built to benefit from tortorella's systems so i've been thinking a lot in terms of do we keep tortorella and you know build the team around around his identity and his coaching style or do we potentially fire Tortorella and get someone who will work with the team because at the end of the day the the players are the important pieces you know like the best coach in the world cannot make a bad a team of bad players good but I also don't know like the 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 coach is there for the players to teach them and so it seems silly to kind of have the inmates running the prison if you'll excuse another stupid metaphor um so it's it's a really tough it's t- a tough um question to ask i think because clearly tortorella he gets results like the team has improved leaps and bounds obviously uh he was pretty pretty well loved in new york you know, we don't talk about Vancouver. Uh, obviously, he won a, a Stanley Cup in Tampa Bay. So, I'll be interested to see if he is still here at the end of the season. Um, I suspect he will be, regardless of the results that the team has. 
because I think Kekalainen trusts him to get the best results he can, and sometimes the team just is not good enough. Um, in terms of the matchup against Tampa Bay, I would like to see... Uh, I'd like to see um, Texier get some more, kind of maybe move him to the second line center position. Um, I know that we need to, you know, rain, get Domi going. Uh, but I'd like to see maybe Texier, uh, Gregorenko and Foodie as a line. I think that could be, that could be fun. Uh, Robinson and Bemstrom, I think, are probably pretty set on that fourth line with Riley Nash. Uh, and then kind of, put Jenna, Domi, and Felino on the third line. So we'll see. That might, you know, put Cam back up on the top line because I think Cam works pretty well with Dubois. Obviously, Bjorkstrand and Dubois have a ton of chemistry. Um, we saw that in training camp. So we'll kind of see see how, how things shake out. Defense, I assume, will be exactly the same as it was because Tortorella is not going to change things. He might split Jones and Warinsky up if things start going south again, but I don't. I don't think so. Uh, goaltending, I would expect to see Corposalo. Um He was... I talked about this when we sat down with uh, Nola Bianchi of Lockdown Red Wings. He was our best player in the playoffs, by far. Um, we would not have beaten Toronto without him, and I know a lot of people like to talk about how we kind of... The world discovered how good Pierre-Luc Dubois was in the bubble. I feel like people also discovered just how elite Jonas Corposalo can be if he is given the chance to kind of show what he has. Uh, and so I think I wouldn't be surprised if Corpsalo plays tonight and also on Saturday uh, afternoon now. I believe the, the game is at 2 p.m. Eastern instead of 7 p.m. Eastern, which is inconvenient for me personally, but is probably pretty good for most other people. Um, I I don't see us winning both games of this series. I could see us maybe stealing one, but I don't know that we'll be coming out of Tampa this mini, this kind of, I've been thinking about them as like almost mini playoff series is, uh, which is weird. And I don't quite know why or how it happened, but I think it's just, you know, the familiarity of playing guys twice. If, even though it's not, it's, it's a home and home or a back to back or whatever. Um, but I realized when I was watching, watching them against Nashville, that I had that kind of uncomfortable, oh, we're down 0-2 in the series, this is bad, as opposed to we're 0-2 on the season, which is not the end of the world. Um, So this kind of mini quote-unquote playoff series, I think, will... If we're lucky, we might split it 50-50, we might get an overtime point, I don't know that we win both games. Uh, However, you know, we've counted the Blue Jackets out against the Lightning thus far, um... It'll be interesting to see how Felino and Stamkos react to each other, because I believe the last time they were on the ice together was that time uh, Stephen Stamkos uh, cold-cocked him, and Felino fully tried to murder him in return. So it'll be interesting to see that. I mean, it's been a couple of years now. The the hatred is probably not still there, but give it a couple of games, and, and we'll kind of see how that ends up. Um... I did say I wasn't going to try and predict this game, but I, you know what, for you, I am going to predict a 4-3 Lightning win. Um, It'd be nice to see Oliver Bjorkstrand maybe get another goal or two. Uh, I've talked about this on the Twitter, but uh, I am, in honour of uh, my friend's 
daughter's charity books against bullying i am this season pledging one dollar for every oliver bjorkstrand goal and five dollars for every blue jackets shout out to uh, bravo avp which is a uh, lgtb anti-violence program uh, in columbus itself and it helps at risk lgbt teenagers and young people and protects them from violence so that's you know uh for, uh so you know it's really in oliver's best interest to start scoring because the more he scores the more money goes to charity so if you're listening oliver bjorkstrand i would like a couple of goals please tonight coming up in just a minute i've got the mailbag uh i've got some fun questions some serious questions and some that are a little bit of both uh but first let me tell you about rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars it's basically impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront so why would you endure pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning uh, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts he chooses the brand that he wants the brand that probably is the most expensive because he gets the most commission that way uh you know you can stay home which you should be doing anyway it's there's a pandemic on uh where you know home has computers and computers have access to rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business they've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years now if you go to rockauto.com you can find auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts They've got tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and it's delivered directly to your door, so you cut out the middleman almost entirely. Uh, RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Best of all, these prices are always reliably low, and it's the same whether you're a professional or a DIYer. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Well, you can go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The regular season is underway for the NHL, and the best way to keep track of it is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so mailbag time. Uh, I sent out a tweet, as I often do, and I got some really fun responses. So uh, let's start off with oh someone asked me to brag about my texier uh hamilton joke which is not really a question as much as it is just kind of hilarious um i rewrote the opening for the alexander hamilton song uh, about alexander texier and i'm not going to sing it but if you would like to see it you can go to lo underscore blue jackets and every time he scores a goal i'm gonna retweet it because i think it's hilarious um after a few games are there any line combos you'd like to see uh, I've, I, I talked about this a little bit earlier, um, not necessarily, I think I would just like to see whatever combos they choose last longer than a period, uh, so, you know, that would, that would be nice, we love consistency. Um, someone asked, are there any teams where you like a lot of the players but still hate the teams, uh, and my answer is yes, definitely, um, 
I am in a blood feud with the Dallas Stars, as you know. I don't particularly like most of their players, but what you may not know is that I am also in a blood feud with the Montreal Canadiens, um, which has gone back basically as long as I've been a hockey fan. Um, the problem is they keep getting guys I like. Like, I'm a big Cole Caulfield fan. I love Carey Price. Obviously, they've just picked up my boy Josh Anderson. Uh, but the other one, the, the one that makes me laugh the most is the Avs, because I was so determined to hate the Avs uh, a couple of seasons ago for reasons I can't even remember now. Um, and then I realized, okay, I really like Gabe Landeskog. Really like Nazem Kadri. Obviously, they've just picked up my boy Brandon Saad. They've got Blue Jackets legend Matt Calvert. They have so many players that I like and want to see succeed. But I want them to succeed without having the team succeed as well, which is a problem. Um, but yeah, those are that's my answer for team that you hate, but like all of the players, is is the Avalanche. Uh, someone else asked, uh, why is Elvis Muslikins having some kind of Groundhog Day season? Uh, do we blame the ghosts for that? I feel like it's probably the ghosts' fault. Um, you know, it is a long run joke that the power play is haunted and Nationwide was built on, uh, Nationwide Arena, I believe, was built on a hospital. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the injury curse of the 2015-2016 season and, you know, all of those things. So I do think it is probably ghost-related, uh, but it would be nice if it didn't take him eight games to get a win again. So if the ghosts could chill just long enough for Elvis to get a couple of wins and then they can go back to causing chaos that would be that would be great um someone else asked should I be excited for how well Tex Texier's season is starting uh the answer is yes absolutely um I was expecting him to not produce a lot this season especially being a center I feel like especially for young centers there's a lot of pressure on being defensively responsible and supporting your line mates as opposed to providing the offense the uh, offense yourself uh, whereas Texier seems to have taken that under consideration and then thought, actually, no, I'm going to lead the team in scoring instead, but I appreciate you looking out for me. Um, so he probably will cool off. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a goal-a-game player, uh, or just under. I think he's three goals in four games so far. Um, so... He'll probably cool off a little bit, his shooting percentage will probably dip a little bit, but I do think he is going to be this good all season, and I think he's only going to get better. Uh, why is Michael Del Zotto the offence? I think it's not necessarily that Michael Del Zotto is the offence, it's that everyone else has had zero offence. Um, I mean, he's got three points in four games, I think, which again is just under a point per game. Uh, but it's... it's um. He's got just under three, he's just got just under a point per game, but I do think that is, you know, a lot more noticeable because guys like uh, Atkinson hasn't scored, uh, Jones and Wawrenski have not registered a point yet, uh, either of them, so I'd le I think it's less that Michael Del Sarto is good at the offense and more that nobody else has shown up yet, so I imagine that will probably even out. Um... My final question is, uh, do we keep negging Boone Jenner, or will continuing make him too strong? Uh, I had a running joke with one of my friends that whenever I called a player out, they would score. Um, and I spent a lot of time last season calling Boone Jenner out in the hopes that he would score. Uh, and so I think he he is, a kind of, he is the kind of guy that responds to a challenge or responds to that kind of thing. So I personally think that we should keep negging Boone Jenner, uh, keep 
calling him out. And maybe he will score those 20 goals that I would like to see him score. Um, I don't think that will make him too strong. I don't think Bungena can be too strong. Uh, anything anything is is fine with Bungena. I think I don't think there is an amount of Bungena that is too much, especially not on this team which struggles to score 20 goals in a regular 82-game season, let alone a 56-game season. Uh, and I think that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow, we will break down tonight's loss, or, sorry, we will break down tonight's game. We don't know yet that they're going to lose. It's just, I assume that they will. Uh, And then we will probably check in with the Central again. Uh, Remember, I am at JayTheGoalie on Twitter. I'm going to be doing some really fun stuff there uh, starting next week with uh, Pride Month, so if that's something you're interested in, give me a follow over there. Uh, this Twitter, this podcast's Twitter is LO underscore Blue Jackets, uh, and if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And uh, go Jackets, go for tonight, I guess. Uh, we all believe in you, really. Really? <laughs>